we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot and Bravoed. My name is Eddie Estrada. And I'm Matthew McFarland, again with changing up the intro. I, so we have multiple podcasts now. It, I, it, it throws <laughs> me every time. I'm, and, it, and not in a bad way, just like... It's throwing me as well, don't worry. Uh, Eddie is an improviser. He does comedy, so that's what this is, improvising. And <laughs> you do not, so... <laughs> I also am not a fan of improv because it's uh, improv is hard for me. I they always have me improv play the is scary and very hard. They, but you're you're I think you're better at it than you think you are. I always have to play the straight man, not like the straight man, but like the the straight man. Oh no, we get it. <laughs> Someone think they're a comedian today. How are you, Edward? Um, I'm doing great. I love your lover boy uh, sweatshirt. I am, which yeah. all of you can now see if you're watching us on the YouTubes. I am wearing my Loverboy sweatshirt. I, I'm wearing my Bravo merch in these first two episodes. This is the end of my Bravo merch. I, oh, I, I have, um, you actually made me a, a sweatshirt that has something Bravo on it, right? I Bra- don't. Like Bravo Liberty or something? Bravo Holic. I think Bravo I bought Holic. it for it. You for did. You. you got it. Like, it's like a Christmas or a birthday it's gift. It's like an Etsy gift. Yeah. I should wear it for next episode. But yeah, we, I, I just, I, we were talking about this earlier is that you're either going to see us hot. So like, you know, showered, groomed, looking good or Bravo, just like in our natural habitat, as if we were on a reality show. We so literally Bravo today. No, if we were on a reality show, I'd be full glam all the time. But no, but sometimes like Lisa Barlow talking to her husband on the phone, like waking up. In I know Scottsdale. You don't. <laughs> you don't have glam unless you're Meredith or Jen. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But Jeez. no, today was one of those days where we like just got up and we're like, it's time to record. It's because there's a lot to cover. There's this a lot week. to cover. Um, we are not at BravoCon this weekend, but if you are, congratulations. And we're already hearing a lot coming out of the live bloggers and the people that are there. So much is going on. Before we start, though, I do want to send um, love and thoughts and prayers to Nene Leakes. As you know, her son um, had some health issues. Yes. And that is very scary um, for she's anyone. She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. So I'm getting emotional. You'll see me get emotional on this podcast in real time if you're watching on YouTube. So... Be prepared for that. But yeah, Nini, we, we love, love you. you. <laughs> we do. You're an icon. You're an OG. Like we're always going to support her. Um. Okay. Should we get into the show? Should we talk about any, I mean, BravoCon literally we're recording. We record this on Fridays. So it, today's day one. Today's and day one. And already Dorinda and Jill are fighting on a panel. Evidently Roni news is going to be announced very soon. Um. We've there. They have some hilarious exhibits. Like yes. You can take photos in different iconic uh, places uh, in the Bravoverse. So uh, in the bathtubs in Salt Lake City, uh, the bush where Luann fell in Mexico. So many great things. And apparently Teresa's uh, wedding dress is on display. Of course. Why would it not be? Is her hair on display? I mean, they have the crown. Okay, okay great. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. Her whole head needs to be on display. Um, on display, on display. Okay, don't say that because you know they, they are, they're us. beefing right now. Also, I don't know if we mentioned this. I think Teresa got robbed on Dancing with the Stars. She was out week two. Yes. And there were, I mean, I think this would have been the week that she would have left because now it's getting competitive. Everyone else is pretty darn good. Yeah. But she should have lasted at least two more weeks, and I think that they, they robbed her. She had to go to BravoCon. <laughs> Kidding. Oh. She's pro- well, I'm NBC Universal. Oh no, it's two different it's, companies. Yeah, no, she's she's Disney. So that's honestly probably why they asked her. Or no, her. she's NBC Universal. Dance with the Stars. And is that's Disney. probably why they were like, "Oh no, you're not one of our our kind." And that's why Charlie D'Amelio's mom is still somehow dancing. Don't, oh my god, we are Dancing we, with the honestly, Stars. Our freaks. third podcast about Dancing with the Stars is coming. No, I'm kidding. But I love Dancing. I I've always loved Dancing with the Stars. I just you somehow got, got me into, into it. it. Damn it! <laughs> I've gotten you into a lot of <laughs> things. Trash. That the we're Kardashians. So Oh, the Kardashians. Oh, no. Can't. 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 We I'm, have to focus. I'm I'm a poison to Matthew's Because a lot life. happened this week, and, I mean, Christmas came two months early because now our two favorite franchises are on at the same time, Salt Lake City and Potomac. And I know I said Potomac's the best one on TV. It's, it's pretty darn close. And it's pretty darn good, but Salt Lake City, I think, moved up into the top slot for me this week. Um, and we also want to apologize. We will not be talking about Winter House this week we know it premiered this week but we found out 
this morning. And and th- <laughs> Bravo, mm, your ads, your promoing for that show should be better because I no one I know who follows Bravo kind of they all we all sort of missed it. And it's BravoCon weekend, so I don't know how many viewers they got last night. Yeah, I, I mean. mean I don't know. They had the direct TV party last night, which we saw Kathy Hilton leading a Congo line with. God bless. Uh, I'm glad she got hers. You know, yeah. that's all she ever wanted. She was, she was showcasing her tequila, doing a Congo line with Ashley Darby, Teresa DJ. I think Whitney was and there Whitney too. And Whitney Rose. Yeah. yeah. So they're having a good time. I love it. I'm excited to see. I mean, I have to say before we get into stuff, I'm very nervous about BravoCon this year because I think the fans, and this is like, uh, this is just me being honest. I think the fans have gotten a little wild. Um, with social media and with opinions. And I mean, we were seeing kind of this on Beverly Hills, which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. how people, even Andy was like, it's like sports. You're supposed to have fun. Death threats aren't fun. Things aren't cute. Like people are getting way more activated about this than they should be. Yeah. Cause like we have fun on here and we talk about, we really try to stick to what is happening on the shows. Exactly. And yeah, we do have our opinions and I, I still do not like Meredith Marks, but like, it's all in jokes. Like you, it's and like, you would never physically, verbally. I, well, I did last episode say I was like, if I see them in the streets, I'm dropping hands. But like, that's a joke. Like, right. that's like if I, you know, if a sports team. Like, well, we know I'm. I'm just gonna say the Dodgers. Like, because I'm a Giants <laughs> fan. But there's a history there that I can't talk about. No, and oh, that's all, literally so bad. That's that's <laughs> as a Giants fan. <laughs> There's there's some history but there. But no, like the whole point is to have fun. The whole point is that they signed a social contract to be on these shows and then we can comment on them. But that's as far as it ever should go. Yes. Um. So I'm hoping anyone who's decided to go to BravoCon that you're being sexy, but you're being safe and not causing trouble. Yes. Let Leave it to Dorinda and Jill to duke it out on stage. Exactly. You know? Leave the fights to the professionals, so, as we like to say. Do we want to start with Potomac since it was the opening? Uh, yeah, of, let's start with Potomac, season. and it's the season premiere, and yes. must I say, I love a good celebration of life taco party event, or also known as Karen Springfling kickoff. I mean, I any Grand Dame party, I'm here for it. I loved seeing, I love that we're starting the season off with Giselle and Karen friends again. Yeah. On good terms, setting up a little picnic in Washington, D.C. with Robin and Ashley, it's just so good to see them like not jumping to fights, not jumping to like jabs. They're they're on solid footing, and I don't know what happened between the two seasons, but I'll take it. Yeah, I love seeing them friendly. It's good to see. It's yeah. very good to see. Um, I liked that they all got together for their little kind of picnic and kind of started discussing what was going down. We have Ashley Darby who's explaining that she's separating from Michael Darby right now because you have to be separated for a full year in the state of Virginia before you can get a divorce, which is makes total sense why she's doing that. But that's also wild. Um, Also there's, there's the talk about Mia because yeah. and we're, I think we should just jump into this because um, this kind of bugged me. Not not anything that Mia did, but the way that these women are responding to this. So Mia had a health scare and she they don't know what it was. There was like some kind of tumors or something or some masses in her body and they weren't sure what it was. Anytime you hear that there's a mass anywhere, my brain immediately goes, this is cancer. When I believe, I can't remember, but I thought she has had health, health issues in the past. Not like in this arena, but she's had like an autoimmune or something going on. Yeah. Like she briefly mentioned it, I think, last season. Last season. But yeah, the all she was doing, and like, sure, maybe like, and I think Karen took the right approach, being like, it's not exactly how I would do it, but like if you need support and this is the way that you're going to get it through social media, yeah. like that's... That's her prerogative. That's fine. Exactly. Um, but for Giselle and Robin and Ashley to immediately not only like attack her taste level in terms of the post, but also like attack the facts. And they kind of jump to her saying that she has cancer and then saying that she doesn't. When if you read the post, she doesn't. She just is incredibly freaked out because they don't know what's going on with yeah, her. Yeah. And you know, they don't know it's cancer right off the bat. Usually like you have to go and meet with an oncologist. You have to get tests done, ultrasounds done. They have to clear everything else out. All she said was that she was going to like a John cancer Institute, Hopkins cancer Institute or something. Yeah. That's all she said, which is where you would go 
to, to get see done. if you have cancer. So I'm I'm totally team Mia on this. I, was, I mean, as of right now, yeah. Because, yeah. like, I, I don't know why. I think Giselle just, uh, you know, it's just a habit she has. She's she's ready to she's ready to produce. Exactly. On a certain level. Exactly. And I'm, you know, just let's jump right to it. I'm proud for Mia being like, fuck you. Yeah. If you really cared about me, I would have gotten a phone call. I would have gotten a text. You would have come to me and talked to me privately, not, oh, this is what cancer looks like. Like, that was fucked up. That was really rude. And I like the way that, you know, Karen went about it. She was like, I'm just here to ask. What do you need? Do you need any help? Let me that know how I can right help you. That is the right response if you're an actual friend and you actually give a shit Exactly. About so good on Karen. Not good on Giselle. There, we are going to talk more about Giselle in the end. But before we get into that, we need to talk about Candace and her IVF. So Ooh. she's going to be freezing her eggs um, for when she wants to have children. Which is smart. Which is very she's smart. She's in her 30s. It's, it's smart. If she's a businesswoman. Her know. and, you know, Chris are very busy. So her, why not? It looks like her R&B career is actually taking off. She opened for Faith Evans, which is like a big deal. Like slouch at. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um. I mean, we have our own opinions about like how good the music is. But again, she's hey. hustling. She's getting it done. But the tension between her and Chris is bad it's bad it's bad i he seems so he's checked out her. he's checked out he's working as a gm of a hotel which first of all i don't trust any hotel gms because like <laughs> there's a million rooms to hide in i truly <laughs> and and i mean to be fair like i'm you know last season i remember kind of i remember feeling for him because it's it i'm sure it's exhausting being candace's uh, man because she's uh she's a bottle she's a lightning in a bottle she's a yeah. lot but i think what she had to say was very fair like you coming home late at night not knowing your schedule not having consistency like if we want to start a family we've got to make some changes but he did not seem like he wanted to have no. any sort of conversation about not that. at all not at all he's not about it and i mean drive back girl drive back but um do you i love that they play the the backbeat to that song that she wrote for chris um what is it called? Not drive back by them. Uh, I'm not going to remember. I, I, I can't remember, but they, every time she enters, they play the gun, 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 gun. I'm like, tracker, tracker for filth. Uh, <sighs> let's talk about the return of Sharice. Season one, season two. To. I mean, I like, I like Sharice back because she's going to add her own viewpoint. She's going to add some drama back into this, this group. And I liked how they set her up with Robin to talk about Robin and Juan and the marriage with no marriage. It's giving, I saw someone say online, it's giving charade. No, I said that. Yeah. I said that. And you didn't see that online. I said, it's literally giving, it's, it's a, it's a marriage with no marriage. How dreadful. Truly. She wants to get a prenup for right. the relationship. Cause she's like, I don't think he deserves half when now I'm the one making the money. And like, you know, that, that's not how it works out. And Teresa's like, well, I got half. Do you think I did nothing? And she was like, yeah, I don't think you did anything. I don't think you deserved half of your divorce. And Teresa's like, okay, that's insane. But I, 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 here's my thing. Robin, what do you want? Do you, like, Thank what do you, you really want? Thank you. What, like, cause it, the, the idea of it is like, do you really want to be with Juan? Like you guys basically have everything together anyways. The business is. Or. Are you just still trying to make him pay for what he did in these little tiny ways? Exactly. It feels like, yeah. I mean, that's why I, you know, in the, in the trailer, there's a conversation at some point that happens between Robin and Juan. And Juan is like, why is this coming up now? We've this, we, we've been together all this time. We've been engaged for a long time. Like we're trying to figure our shit out. And just now you're bringing up the fact that a prenup sounds good to you. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, is the hat business really taking off that financially you, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's I like, mean, we knew, we heard that the, the hats weren't selling. They weren't moving. They weren't I doing anything. I have a feeling Juan is still, again, no, no shame, no shade. I feel like Juan is still doing just as much as you are in terms of breadwinning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just, it does feel like she's just going to kind of wants to bring this up because she wants a storyline. She wants to kind of like just stick the knife in Juan a little bit. Because I get, he made a mistake and that was terrible, but that was many years ago. So much has happened and like, 
he's shown you he's ready to move forward. And now you're flipping and saying, oh, I don't know. And yeah. And I mean, their relationship, we saw my last season with like, he was like, you don't do anything. You just lay around. And she was depressed and all of that because of the pandemic. And now she's like, no, I'm the only one doing anything. And he's the one dragging his feet. Like, it's like, I don't think so. I'm like, we need to figure out what's happening here. I don't think they should get married. I got to be honest. Like, I think they would be better off apart. I think Juan is miserable. I got to be honest. I mean, I, I don't disagree. We're going to have to see how it goes, but yikos. Well, speaking of divorce, um, thank God for Ashley's brother. Oh my goodness. And thank God, honestly, for the women for being like, we get it. Like, you got to be separated for a year or whatever. But like the idea of tying yourself to this man in any way with beyond, the house. Yes. With the house beyond the divorce. That's not a divorce. That's yeah. and like, let's really sit down and make a laundry list of all the crap he's put you and your kids through mm-hmm. and how much harder it is going to be without him because he's going to find a way to take away all of your money. You, like just because you made it five years and now well, you made it past five years. Now you're on your eight. doesn't mean anything. Michael is a snake and he will steal from you. And I'm so glad that she, he, her, uh, Ashley's brother was like, get a lawyer. Yeah. You need someone that's going to protect you. Michael's not going to, he's going to pretend like he's got your best interests, but then you're going to wake up. He's going to be gone running away with the bag of money. Yeah. She's going to be screwed. Thank God her brother said something because she's not getting it. No. And I love her, and I and the, I'm with I'm like Candace. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to meet Ashley without Michael. I cannot wait to meet this girl. I mean, we are. We're seeing her on TikTok as the ladies can't get over. They're like, Ashley, I I she's gorgeous. Her hair at Karen's party was crazy. Everyone check it out because she had these two beautiful like little tendrils, but then this huge like thing attached, and then it was. It was wild. She See, looked, I, I didn't even notice. She looked wild. <laughs> so crazy. Um, I want to talk about Wendy. Um, so Wendy it was barely in this episode, by the way. Yeah, but her storyline, I can see what's going on. So Wendy is overextending herself. Wendy Acefo needs to change her name to Wendy Acefno because she needs to learn how to say no because she's doing too damn much. Like, first well, of well all, done. Well done, she wants to make oh, a Nigerian Chuck E. Cheese from 12 to 4 and then make it an after lounge Nigerian bar. Like, and I'm with Peter. And also, by the way, uh, Peter Thomas up in here. Shell shock. Yeah. Crossover. The, the crossover was too much. I was, I was, and he clearly was partying the night before. He was hungover, sipping his Casamigos, which, you know, my thoughts on Casamigos, I'm not about it. Uh, but he's right no one wants to be at a bar with kids like she's literally wanting to make like a Chuck E. Cheese essentially during the day and then a bar lounge at night and it's like it's not gonna work like that's not gonna work hon I'm sorry yes and I think Eddie is right to be like this Mm -hmm. you need to cool it why are you what are you doing this for you've got children you're raising you've got your professor work that you're doing you're also doing like TV shows. You also got this candle business. She has a lecture circuit too that she yeah. does. It's like, girl, like learn to say no to something. You're overworking. You're a workaholic. I don't know what you're trying to run from or what you're trying to prove. Like, I understand like, well, it's, you know, I mean, we, we know that she comes from that family where it's like, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a teacher. Yeah. Like you, 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 you achieve at a high, high level or you, your life is worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's drilled into her. And unfor- again, based on the trailer, it's going to take her getting in the hospital because she's pushed herself too hard for her to wake up. Well, I also don't think I don't I mean, I get where Peter was like, it's going to take two years for you to get return and make money on this. But I'm like, and as of right now in your life, wait until you're going to be comfortable for two years. Don't throw everything in at once. Yes, because evidently at BravoCon, they just announced that. Karen Huger is going to be releasing a four wick candle for Christmas. So, you know, Wendy, you either got to pick it up or yeah, or drop it. I, she's just going to decide what she really wants to do. True. Yeah. I think that, I think that's where it's at. Um, let's get into, let's get into spring into spring, the spring into spring party, which where it was raining, which is hilarious. Well, you were dying because evidently the quote on the, Invitation was from Gypsy or something. Oh, so uh, yeah, because she says, and "No fists, no fights, no feuds, and no egos, amigos together." That's a line from "Wherever We Go, Together, Wherever We Go" from Gypsy. So the fact that Karen quoted musical theater sent me, loved it so much. 
Um, none of them could say the quote. None of them could, um, which made me laugh. But um, I love that sentiment that we're all going to get together. We're all going to connect and we're all going to like, and it seems like for the most, well, except for now, maybe me and Giselle, that everyone is sort of on good. Ter- oh, and Giselle and Wendy are not on good terms. So Giselle, I mean, not surprised, is sort of at odds with two women already. But yeah. it seems like overall we're doing okay. If Candace and Ashley are out of stalemate, you know, that's good. I think that the energy is good. Um, but like I said, I'm glad that Mia called her out. I don't know if Giselle needed to be so harsh with Wendy. Granted, I get why, because Wendy did come for Giselle and like it never really yeah. got resolved. And so for her to come over and pretend like nothing happened, that would kind of piss me off too. But for Giselle, I think was just like a little like, bye-bye. Yeah. It was a little, a little much. Again, it's episode one. Like, it's episode one. Let's yeah. Let's cool it. Um, I was so happy to see Ascale, but yeah. Ascale. I don't know why I call her Ascale. I'm just changing names. Yeah. Ascale. I'm glad I love she, her. Um, and we, it seems like there's going to be a couple friends of. Yeah, because we have like Mia's we got, friends. Like, yeah, Mia's friends, and Karen's got a friend. I think we're going to have a big group of ladies that are going to go on some trips this year. Um, it's shaping up to be a fantastic season. I'm so excited. I think there's a lot of there there. And um, yeah, every Sunday, man. Every Sunday. Here we go. Potomac's back, baby. All right, let's get to Married to Medicine. Um, I really like this episode because it was a lot of rehabilitation in relationships, which is, I think, what we needed in this Jackie Married to Medicine. Jackie and finally got the healing that they've been trying to do for the past, like, yes. five seasons. Yes. All right, you ready to get into Married to Medicine? Please. Yes. Okay. Great S- episode this week. Fantastic. I'm really happy because it's a lot of reconciliation in relationships. It's what we needed. There was too much drama going on, and I have to, like, tip my hat to Toya because Toya wow. is in the center of every single fight right now that's going on, and Toya is the one really becoming vulnerable, really showing exactly what's going down, what's affecting her, and why, you know. And and she's honestly eating a lot of crow and being like, you know what? This is why I felt this way, and this is why I treated you, and I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move forward because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, I love her and Audra in particular, their meeting of the minds I thought was really great. Um, Toya talking about her past with Mariah, how it brought up feelings there. Um, it felt like they really hurt each other. Yeah. It was really funny because at the top of the episode, it seemed like Quad and her were going to fight again, which they did. And they're just, and Simone was so right. Like they just, they are just angry at each other all the time. They yeah. have been for years and there's really no, there's no getting over that for whatever reason. Yes. But then to see Toya, like literally almost on top of Quad, like being, cozy and warm it's like their relationship is so confusing yeah i'm glad that audra and toya made up i'm really glad that toya and anila sat down and that toya was able to call anila out like silence and being complicit and like just and just in entertaining the rumor is just as bad as what quad's doing i mean i expect this from quad She's yeah doing it my our whole friendship but you're better than that and like the naivete thing it's not it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. And for you to sit there and say that you were targeted and accuse me and Eugene of like being part of it, like, you no know, wonder all of us may like threw it back at you and said, well, maybe you were part of it. Maybe you set it up. It's exactly. Like, you, know I mean? like, you can't. And Eugene brought up the same thing. He's like, dude, it's not cool when you know us. He's like, I'm not going to be putting a hit on in your house. N- know who I am and know what I do as Eugene and be like, like, you know, your wife threw this information out there. Yes. Also, I did like the knowledge that Anila dropped that said, hey, Quad was the one who invited my friend. Yes. Quad was the one who also knew about the rumor. Quad was the one who kind of has been instigating this from the background. And then you go, yeah, Quad and Toya have never had a real no. good relationship. They can, they're like fire and ice. It's like, very weird. It's they are cool for a second, but like if they're not okay, it's, it's bad. It is. And, you know, I, yeah, because Quad was the one that suggested that Toya was the one that maybe, she was also the one perpetuating the rumor that she, uh, that Toya and Eugene had something to do with the robbery. Um, you know, she's just ready to fight. I don't get it. I still love her. I still love Quad. But yeah. I don't, I want to know, and I think we'll get into it next week on the season finale, but I, I want to know more about why Toya and Quad are so at odds. I mean, I mean, we'll see, I guess, but I, I really don't know. Um. Yeah, I the rest of the episode is just a regular episode. I mean, they're yeah. talking about relationships. They're talking about sex as they do. They're here on the couple's retreat. Yeah, I mean, and I think we're going to get the Heavenly Contessa reconciliation that we're kind of waiting for. I think that comes up next week. Yeah, mm, I there's mean, gonna as be... much as it ever is going to be, because yeah. Heavenly can't take responsibility for anything. But 
Heavenly, Heavenly did have some pretty good quotes, though, this episode. I was laughing. I mean, the, my funniest thing was she was like, yeah, no uh, no way Anila could have done this hit. She wouldn't need Miss Gomez to get this hit done because Anila can't do much by no, herself. No, she can't. So. She cannot. Married to Medicine, y'all, if you are not watching this, that's a travesty because this is really one of the best shows. And you're like, oh, I'm upset that most people aren't watching this. And I was like, it does not matter because they enough people are and they're getting season after season. This hey, show should run forever. This I is the it. this is the best show on Bravo. I love well, it. besides Potomac, it's, it's, the, it's best the most non- underrated. Yes, show yes, on Bravo, yes. That's I what I'll say. say. Yes. Yeah. Should we get to a show that surprised me this season, especially with its reunion about how good it was? Southern Charm. Yes. Yeah. First yeah. of all, um, okay. So for those of you who are watching the Kardashians, that's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> say. It was th- this episode this week was the one where um Kim comes under fire for her comment she made in the Vanity Fair interview about um get off your ass and work, which was completely misunderstood. And I love Kim, whatever. And the first thing that comes out of is it pa- no not Paige um Taylor Taylor's mouth was get off your fucking ass and work. So I just I thought that was hilarious. Um, the metaverses are colliding um but we got into vanita's story a little bit more and and everything makes sense with vanita her problem is her timing her intentions are good but her timing is off and i and it was good for it seems like she has enough support in the group that she'll stay on the show yeah and it was good to see that she's like i'm just gonna make myself from now on i'm gonna try to stop controlling everything because i come from a place where i try to control my life and i just gotta just be myself and let it fly Yeah. yeah i mean and it, it makes sense why she keeps things close, why she doesn't really reveal too much about herself. And it's because, you know, her relationship with her mom and all of that. And yeah. which I'm glad they remind us of that. I love that conversation that they had yeah. earlier in the season that kind of, cause I wasn't a huge fan of Anita until that moment. So I'm glad they reminded me of why I've stuck around. Yeah. Her. I like her. Um, also her pain for her ex-boyfriend who was a school teacher. I was with Madison. I was like, if anyone told me that I'd be like, are you dumb? Yeah, I mean, but again, like, when you're in a relationship and and there's a lot of, like, buffoonery going on mentally, and it's, you can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. So I, I, I empathize with her. See, I, I've, I've been in a Taylor relationship where I was the Taylor, whereas, like, I feel like I haven't been in a Vanita relationship where I'm, like, paying for someone. Like, that would blow my yeah, mind. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I agree with that. I agree. Um, Can we stop talking about Whitney and Naomi? I was going to say, I don't even want to talk about it. It's all for show. I mean, Whitney, (sighs) as the executive producer, wasn't even on the panel. I love how he always just skips out. He doesn't have to participate. I'm glad Catherine called him out, though, for being so shady and rude about them having an affair, but, like, can't wait to show the world that he and Naomi hooked up. Yeah. And I'm with with Craig. You don't sleep with your friend's exes. No, that's that's so bizarre to me when people are like, oh, they didn't work out, but we will. And I know I'm saying that as I want like Austin and Taylor to get together. But like, I think that's a completely different situation. I agree. I agree with you there. And I, well, I, I just think there's there's a level of there's there needs there's a certain amount of time that has to pass. There needs to be like I feel like the there needs to be like a positive resolution to the former relationship, which there isn't because Craig and Naomi still aren't really yeah. close or friendly. And Naomi was not cool, was not good to Craig. So it's it's just on so many levels so messed up. Whereas like yeah. Austin and Taylor getting together, it might they both might be better off. And Shep was the one that dissolved that relationship because he's a piece of shit. So it is a little different. But yeah, if you're going to hook up with a friend's ex, which I don't advise, it's like there, there's a huge amount of tact that has to go and care that has to go into that if you want to maintain your friendship, but really do pursue Want to pursue this, yeah. It's, but don't shit where you eat. Exactly. You know? I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, Why is Andy saying that Craig is still into Naomi? Why is he perpetuating this rumor when Craig is you. saying, okay, I just want to say this reunion and a little bit of Beverly Hills left some bad taste in my mouth about Andy. And I know some of you are going to be like, oh, we love that he's participating more. No. Andy's supposed to be there to be a mediator, to get the conversation going, and Andy's clearly taking sides. And you're seeing a lot into what I think he believes about relationships and about family and about a a lot his his values. And I hate to say that, and... A lot of it does with, has to deal with Shep, which we're going to talk about in a second because yeah. I want to just kind of end on Shep. Yeah. Because there's so much to talk about him and Taylor. Yeah. But him saying that Craig is still into Naomi, 
it's it's stupid. It's so dumb. It's so clear that he's not. And to perpetuate this thing that like Craig was furious about Whitney and Naomi, he was not. No. He thought it was weird that Whitney and Naomi were doing this yeah. bullshit because it felt like it was clout chasing. It was just trying to get good airtime, which it it did and it was. I'm sorry. It was Craig exactly what they is wanted. With Paige, who is way better than Naomi, and everyone can see it. Everyone knows it. So sorry. And that's the thing. They they just it goes back to Craig is and love is sort of similar is like they have branched out and they've evolved beyond the group and they don't like it. And that's the thing. Shep is only like Shep is riding coattails left and right. He by himself is not a brand. He by himself is not a fully formed human. He has to ride the coattails of all of these people in the show because otherwise he has nothing else, literally nothing else. And I think that's also why Craig and Leva kind of butt heads so much. And I think that's yes. And I think that's why it feels like Love is so removed from the group at this point. Yes. And we will be watching Southern Hospitality, her show. I'm actually interested to see it because I just want to say, like, we were like, what is, what, and I knew she had, like, a couple businesses. And when she said her and Lamar have, like, an empire, empire, I was like, let me look into this really quick. Not that I didn't trust her, but but I wanted to look. They do. They have, like, four different restaurants slash lounges slash bars, including the top, like, day club, nightclub in Charleston. Like, I'm very interested to see the show. They said that she was like the Lisa Vanderpump of Charleston, and I 100% believe it now. I, I do too. And she's also, by the way, 43, the same age as Shep. And has accomplished so much more. Has a family. They're thinking about having another kid. I loved all the scenes with her child. I did appreciate, though, she getting called out for being a meddler. Yes, for yes. For inserting herself in places where she doesn't belong in terms of fights and arguments and all that stuff. And I'm glad that, like, I was afraid that they were all going to come after Craig for how he behaved at the winter ball that he put on. But I'm glad that Andy was like, you called him a clown and you literally said to his business partners that they run his business and he doesn't. So I'm glad that that kind of got sorted. And at the end of the episode, Craig said, like, I would love to come into Republic and like be okay. And she goes, you can come into Republic anytime and spend money there. But eventually we will have to have a meeting of the minds to like, you know, but I think they're going to be fine. I think they're like brother and sister. And I, yeah. I you know, I, I think that they're, they're going to be cool. Yeah. And Southern hospitality, we will be um, waiting. We'll for be you. watching. Um, Should we get to Shep? Let's get into Shep. Okay. So first of all, Taylor calling out Shep for literally getting paid monthly by his parents and him being like, I don't get what you're saying. And we're like, we all get what you're saying. He was blinking so fast. And He's a sweating. trust fund baby. And then she's like, and you're rude to them. You are an asshole to your parents, which obviously he's yes. has had a silver spoon in his mouth all the time. And I love that. That's kind of what we found out was kind of the, I guess the chip in the the relationship that kind of brought everything crumbling was he was like, let's go travel the world. Now Taylor has gone to like countries before third world countries and she wasn't in eating at Michelin star restaurants. She wasn't at these fancy hotels. She was literally living the experience like in hostels, living in tents and dirt and to see someone go to these places and live on the other side affected her in a way that I feel like I would feel I would feel uncomfortable too. Well, because I think she sat there and was like, none of this is earned. No. All of this, that all the money you're spending and all of this that we're doing, like none of this is earned. And there are so many people who are suffering who deserve this way more than you do. And I think just some, I think she finally got it that shit, like, like despite the potential she sees in him, like if she's the only person that's going to keep him accountable. Yeah. She's, she's fighting a losing battle. Yeah. If no one else is going to, you know, because I'm sure his parents tried. I'm sure Craig and, and Austin tried at some point, but they're scared of him. And they've all given up. They've all given up on him. Because what's the point if you're just going to keep like doing the same thing? Finding out that he was blacked out in the club and tried to hook up with Leva's, uh, one of Leva's employees, and he didn't even remember. And Craig, like, if not for Craig, he would have done something, like, he would have done even worse. Yeah. And that, the fact that Taylor had to come and pull him out of the bar, like that's insane. And he's just sitting there acting like, I'm sorry you feel that way. As if he has like, there's no well, accountability, he, he no like, responsibility. Well, to he him. was like, I don't really remember. So you're going to have to like def- defer to Craig for this one. Like, and said it, you're like, 43 years old, oh sir. God. What are you doing? Um, also, he hasn't watched the show. Maybe he should, maybe he should watch the show. Like you, He's going to live in this loop for the rest of his life 
like Thomas Ravenel. Yes. And let, and I'm sorry, Craig is not going to stick around for you. No. Neither is Austin. When Austin finally gets his shit together and he and Taylor get married, they're not going to invite no. you to the wedding and no. you're not going to be part of their lives. And you know, Paige is already like, Craig, you need to, you need to, he oh, is a dangerous absolutely. person. Absolutely. He's poisoned like, He's you. a loser. Get out yeah. of here. Trust 100%. me, like, you know what? These men need to realize. And I think Austin is slowly starting to grow on me only because I'm seeing. I think lights are going off in his head. Yes. And he's away from Madison. He's away from that toxic relationship. He's seeing what Craig is doing mm-hmm. and realizing, you know what? This is the way it needs to be. I don't need to be with Shep and the Dumbos anymore. Well, and it was really sweet seeing Austin say, Madison, congratulations on you and your husband. Oh, my God. Wife. Like, I think that's great. And she literally was like, thank you. I got emotional. It was. That was beautiful. That was. And like. That was the nicest moment they've ever had. Yeah. And I, I hope that they keep it that way. I think they will. I, I mean, it will be it will be on Madison's side. But back to Shep for just one more second, and you then I think it. we can move on. Is I, It's shocking to me how much Andy was like, Shep, I feel so bad for you. Shep, this is the first time I felt bad. And it's like, Andy should be like, Shep, you got really got to look at yourself. If you want a family like me, I did it at 50 you need to make some changes because at right now you can barely take care of yourself. Instead. He's like, no Shep, it's okay. Like I feel bad for you. This is a hard reunion for you. He's what is way, he doing? He's way harder on the housewives than he is with any of the house husbands or Shep or Austin or Craig. Like it's just a, it's a weird double standard that I'm slowly picking up on. And I like Andy and I think he does a really hard job. Does, well, yeah. but it's just this. And we'll talk about Beverly Hills next. I just, him sounding off on certain things and t- and some takes that I'm just I'm a little surprised. As am I. Should we should we just jump into Beverly Hills? Yes. Are you down for that? Yes. Okay. All I gotta say is, Diana's not feeling well. I'm sick of Diana. She's a coward. She's a coward. We'll get to that in a second. But the, and it was and to me it was proven when she got on camera and Andy was like, "You look great for someone who doesn't feel well." She's a coward. She's just not there because she doesn't want to answer for her actions. And she knows that she's not coming back next season. And she knows that, yeah, no one needs to call you a racist when you do and say racist things. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. And Rena, again, we loved Lois just as much as anybody that watches the show. But for you to pull out a trinket of Lois is before we get started. <laughs> Trying to disarm everybody so that we they don't come for you for all your bad behavior. No, no. Lois when, loves you, but she's looking down being like, honey girl, no. When we first, when she first pulled whatever that was out of her purse, I was like, did she just pull out Lois's dentures? <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, I have the mouth of my mother to help me guide me. And I was like, literally, I thought it was dentures. And then but it was like some little But she did that to make sure that we all went easy on her. No, no. no. Sorry. I don't recognize your face. I don't, I won't be nice to someone I don't know. Um, and I used to be the biggest Lisa Rinna fan, but we're going to get into it because I am done with Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, JLC. I pumpkins, the pumpkins were fucking awesome. How cool. How cool. It's, it was very sweet. Um, I loved that she was wearing the little pin. So there was an interview recently where someone was like, are you a big housewives fan? Like you were on the show, you're on the reunion. She's like, actually I've never seen an episode. Um, I went on there to promote, I, Kyle gave me an opportunity to come on and promote my, you know, charity. It was the best, after that episode airs, it was the best day our charity ever had. We sold out of everything. I renamed the, the charity to the Sheikas Children's Charity. It's my hand and yours is the actual charity's name. And she renamed the wind chime, Dorit's Chic Chic Wind Chime. Which is amazing. Which I loved. So Jamie Lee Curtis wore a Switzerland pin. To show that she was neutral because she didn't want anyone to feel like she was on anyone's side <laughs> above anyone else. Which I'm like, girly cue. Girly, girly cue. You're obviously on Kyle Richards' side. I mean, of course. But I loved her appearance. I loved NBC Universal taking this opportunity to promote Halloween Ends. Because that's going to be on Peacock. Uh, so that was very smart. Um, Any time to see her is great. I love it. I, I was Jamie Lee Curtis a couple years ago for Halloween. Of our Scream Queens. And that costume is so good. It was, it's one of my that. best costumes. It is. I would do it again. It I is. I think I might be Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween this year. Um, We get into some pretty heavy stuff, like right away. Yes. Um, I, I kind of want to leave Diana to the end. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. But I, let's talk about Crystal first. So I okay, yeah. I feel like 
this was a, I, I am going to come to Crystal's defense because I feel like Crystal ha, is fighting an upward battle with these ladies. I feel like they are trying to trip her up and trip up what she's saying specifically to make her look bad. I 100% get that she shouldn't have said that something was so dark was said. I, but I also understand where she's coming from where it's like it felt weird to me. Maybe dark wasn't the right word at the time, but I said it. And I still stand that it was uncomfortable for me. But, and I, and I, I totally understand when someone's like talking, like if someone was talking to you and she was like, yeah, I saw, you know, I had a Chinese girl and I saw a black girl and I had the white girl and the redhead and the thing. And it's like, okay, you're really just trying. Yes. And it's, 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 it's in the same frame and universe as I don't see color, which she already had a problem with last year. And again, and I, and I do understand the argument that like that should have all been taken care of and settled before. Yes. To be fair, Garcelle was the one that said, Hey, Crystal remembered way back when I thought no matter what she said, you were going to whatever Crystal could have just put the kibosh on it. Then and be like, you know what? Let's move on. Me and Sutton have sort of whatever. So yes, Crystal was wrong to kind of keep yes. it going when Garcelle re brought it up this season. But I had completely forgotten about it because it happened at the very beginning of the season. Yeah. It was a blip and so much worse has happened with the other women that it, it's irrelevant now. And, and that's exactly why all the women are jumping on her like crazy. Yes. Because they're like, we're going to nail you too. If, if Lisa's going down, if Erica's going down, if we're all going, Diana's going down, we're going to crucify you because you're new and you haven't, there's not enough shit that's been thrown on you yet. Exactly. So we're going to throw some shit on you and, and see if you can handle it. And honestly, I think she handled herself well. Also, she went on social media afterwards and was like, yeah, some people just don't understand my words, but uh, you know, I'm not going to dumb down for people because I actually got it. My, I actually went to a really good college. My parents spent a money, bunch of money on my education. And then she posted a photo of UC Irvine. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, I graduated college. Basically being like, all the rest of you bitches are just... But for Ky- and Kyle really came in hard. I don't... That pissed me off. And that really, really, really frustrated me. And it was... I'm glad she called out Dorit also for being gossipy about her eating disorder. Because I do think it was gossipy of Dorit to kind 100%. of bring that to the group. You know, because she said she said it to everyone at a dinner table. I mean, obviously, she was probably with a group of friends that she felt comfortable with saying something. You don't need to go on a television show and be like, yeah, she's throwing up. She's she's purging. It, it, it completely lacked any sort of yeah. sensitivity or tact. It, Dorit wasn't. They weren't all. trying to help her. No. They weren't trying to be like, oh, like we should. No, they were like, she needs to get help. And That's I love Dorit. But that was maybe the one moment this season where Dorit. She messed up. Messed up. Um. I also completely understood what Crystal was saying in regards to being on the show. Once she decided to do the show, once she did the show, her friends were mad. But and that she did the show, I would be like, that's when you're you decide to start filming, not after it airs. But that's why. So that's the thing is Kyle is trying to run with this narrative that Crystal's changing her story. For everything. For everything. And no, she changed her story for one thing. Yeah. And you're trying to, this is where I really, the, the tripping up thing that you said, this is where I really felt like Kyle was trying to trip her up and mess up her words yeah. and a lot. And again, you can see Erica and Rinna trying to hold this with Crystal as if it's the same thing as what Erica did all season or what Rinna did all season. And it's absolutely not. anywhere not. close. Especially when Sutton is like, we're good. Yeah, we are Sutton's totally like, fine. we're fine. I don't want to bring this up anymore. I don't want to bring this up anymore. We've had discussions. We're fucking fine. Like, it's good. You know what I mean? And Sutton's like, I'm queen of things not coming out right and saying things wrong and la, 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 la. So, again, they just want everyone to have shit on them. You know? <sighs> and also, Andy wrote, raised his voice at Crystal in a way that mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't seen him raise his voice ever. It's and I didn't like, it was, it, I, again, this, I just, something about Andy, you can tell he is starting to pick sides. Especially in Beverly Hills. Yes. And maybe it's just the seat, maybe it's just the, the climate we're in or something, or I don't know, but I, I like when he is master of neutrality. And he's not, he's not right here. Um, also really Erica, Lisa and Kyle, the hill you're going to die on is that you want to play MJ. You want to request MJ. Erica going, he beat the case. When? Where? Huh? Like, what? She, what? She, like, she, <laughs> she's under this delusion that truly guilty people go to jail and truly innocent people always get acquitted. She's in this complete fantasy world where that, that that's how it always works. 
It's like, sorry, Erica, it's even after all this, truly the opposite. you're still going to have a black mark against you. Yeah. I'm sorry. But like, but, but also like people who are innocent get thrown in jail all the time. And yeah. people who are guilty walk away scot-free all the time. So this like black and white, ver- like idea of our legal system, our justice system, like Erica, you're a moron. You're no. truly fucking stupid. And also Andy, a dramatic millennial. Isn't that redundant? Andy, I'm sorry. Your children are gen alpha. Yeah. Gen beta. Your kids are going to be a hundred percent worse. worse. And you, yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry. Dramatic millennial. I'm sorry that (laughs) crystal is just being a hundred percent honest. I mean, like, look at what's going on. We can't be in these stupid little bubbles our whole lives. Like you guys are all in your little crystals. Like out of all of these women, I find crystal to be one of the least dramatic of them all. Yeah. Her being like, yeah. And he's not crying because Dorit didn't come to her hat shop. Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> Dear Lord, so much going on. We're on one hmm. with it, with this reunion. So, I mean, I think we just get into it. I mean, well, first of all, I want to say, again, watching the Dorit stuff, the break-in, just breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, And you can tell she's still, still working through And Andy it. yawning again freaking killed me. Second year in a row. But, like, and I'm glad she was, like, this of all things you're going to, like, really, of all things you're going to yawn at me for? Like, this, and I'm, she was mad. Yeah. She was mad. She was, like, I'm literally, I have PTSD. I'm literally burying my soul to and you right now. F- yeah. And you're I, sleeping. You're a sleepy little baby. Yeah, we got it. She can be long-winded, but, like, come Dear, on. yeah. Um, okay. Mm, uh, Diana and Garcelle. So. Diana's not sick. Diana's not sick. I, well, she is. She's sick in the head, but she's not physically sick. No. Um, I think Diana 100% did this. Oh, no, she absolutely did. I don't think, I don't think she, I don't think she knew it was going to get as dark as it was going to get, but she 100% let it happen. And I'm done with her being like, you also needed to protect me. When your son posted my name, you should have crossed it out and reposted it. I love that Garcelle freaked out about that. No. Garcelle has been under attack. Garcelle's son, who is a black boy, who is already having to fight an upward battle a, against people. A 15 people, year old. A fift, a 14, started, 15 year This old. happened on his first day of high school. He was like probably 14 years old. And you're expecting them to come save you, who has all the money in the world, who can, evidently has all these friends can come to her support? I'm sorry. I anyone who like associates with Diana now I have like a I'm gonna have a like a thought about because here's the thing is that Diana I agree that like I don't think I think Diana is used to throwing money at problems and watching them go away yes so I think she absolutely paid people to harass Garcelle but said like do whatever you have to do like she didn't I don't think she was I don't think she was anticipating them to go so dark so ugly because I'm sorry that comment about the only reason why someone's not stepping on your neck is that you have a white daddy. How disgusting and terrible. And then Diana's name is in there. And all of the comments have Erica's or Diana's names in there. I think Diana's used to throwing money at problems and she threw a lot of money at this problem and it got really ugly, really fast. Mm -hmm. And go Garcelle for not letting her get away with it, for coming after her and being like, you are horrible. And also Diana threatening Garcelle via text and also on social media. I agree. Diana had a chip on her shoulder about Garcelle, and I think it was because she was nervous she was going to be considered racist or whatever because of the things that Garcelle was saying. And it was like, hun, you said everything yourself. Garcelle just brought light to it. 100%. Where everyone is done throwing stuff under the rug and saying like, oh, no, it's fine. It was a simple mistake. It's like, no, you made a mistake and you need to be called out for it because you're putting people's lives, my son's life, in danger. You know what I mean? It pissed me off. So much. I am so activated about this. I was with Garcelle. I was like, just leave her alone. Get off of our TV screens. I never want to see you again. You, I'm glad you aren't at the reunion well, because I don't, don't want to have to look at I you. I don't think that Diana, I mean, I mean, maybe I, I feel like they would have done, because you know how they do a package on every person and go through what they went through this season. I feel like they would have started with Diana's package first, but they didn't. They went right. They didn't give her an intro. They didn't talk about her, the season, except for her and her, licking her lips all the time they didn't give her a package so she very much got the friend of treatment i think she's gone and also her being like i was afraid of your fans and what they were gonna do to me i'm sorry i'm sorry garcelle's fans are not gonna do anything to you it's diana's fans who are the ones that are 
going off the wall, attacking Garcelle, attacking her son, attacking and her again, family. Like, They're way more Diana's dangerous. Going, and Diana is the one going on and on and on and on and on on social media where Garcelle has stayed silent because yeah. she's like, I know how this works. I'm just going to let her continue because yeah. I'll let her dig her own grave. Because at this point, as, I mean, I do not want to see Diana on my screen. I don't think she deserves another season. Nope. I don't think she's cute. I don't think she's fun. I don't nope. think she's funny at all. Bye, Diana. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't say anything more because there was a child that was threatened. And I just I my heart breaks for Jax and it breaks for Garcelle because you just see how much pain she has been going through. And she's trying to like she's trying to explain. She's like, I can't explain anymore. I can't do the work for you. You're never going to get it. No, and not. I think that's what I think that's what we're seeing a lot these days is it's just like we've tried so much to like help people understand and people can't understand. And it's yeah. like if you don't get it, you're not going to get it at this point. I'd love to say you people change, but sometimes you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And I think that is the case, especially here in Beverly Hills. Totally. And I'm sorry to say it. And that's just my take. Totally. Totally. Um, let's move on. Cause I don't think, I think if we go anymore and this is only part one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we go anymore, it's going to just activate us. Totally. Let's get to Salt Lake city. Uh, yeah. I mean, we picked up right where we left off. And you, yeah, I mean, and I, I, Heather eventually said as much, but you could tell that, like, Heather was spooked about what uh, Whitney revealed about what she's dealing with because they are related. And it really is so clear that this abuse that Whitney endured as a child is rooted in Mormonism. Yeah. And you could just see it kind of, and she even said in her interview, like, I, I'm sort, I'm sort of in shock. Like there, it's just, it's, there's nothing. I, I don't know how to process what I'm hearing because and she knows it's all true. She knows she's probably heard stories about, you know, abuse within the church and it's always like, Oh, that's probably someone else, you know, yes. or it's, you know, it happens and I never see it. And now hearing and I don't that believe Heather, but no. she's, she, she's been conditioned and exactly have been conditioned to, excuse or to look a uh, turn the other cheek when it comes to these very real I mean, accusations. We're not putting a blanket on all Mormons because obviously that is not fair, but no. there are communities that are, you know, polyamorous. There are sex that, you know, do ha- they like older, older men have very, very young children. I mean, we're going to have like, we have a couple movies, a couple documentaries even out on Netflix right now that are really showing that case. And it's, it's sad. And yeah. I feel, I feel bad because I think Heather was like, oh crap, everything that I've grown up with, my religion, my faith is now well, being under she, attack. Well, she's been going through this for a couple of years yeah. now. And this is just another thing to add to the pile. <sighs> okay. Do we, what do we get into next? Do we well, talk about, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that Heather nailed Meredith on her behavior being like you've shown so much more grace and compassion to other people in this group who by the way were the ones that perpetuated all of the rumors that Lisa freaked out about in her off-camera rant Lisa got all that I've said it a million times Lisa got all that information from Jen Shaw and from other people yes even Whitney I think so you've shown Jen so much grace and compassion Lisa's been your friend longer. Lisa's actually trying to say sorry. And you're coming off as a condescending highfalutin bitch. And you can't, I just, I, I was so glad that someone in real time was saying exactly what I've been screaming at the TV for weeks now. Yeah. And Meredith dug in, which I'm not surprised. So I just also Lisa was not, I agree. Lisa was not trying to point the comment of I'm not going to slip my wrists like, yeah, it wasn't the right thing to say, but she said it times before, just talking Ramona, to anyone. Ramona says it all. Wait, 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 what do you want to do? Someone want to be Exactly. Like, it's not, again, it's maybe an off-color saying that maybe should be retired. However, you have admitted that you and Lisa are not close and you aren't, like, you aren't sharing things with her anymore. So how is she supposed to know that your nephew, who attempted to take his life, that was, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not... You haven't shared with her. You haven't opened up with her. You can't expect her to be a mind reader. Yeah. And I'm glad that everyone kind of was like, Lisa's choice of words was poor, but come on. Come on, Meredith. You're just trying to find anything you can to to make her out to be this evil villain. And Meredith's saying, I never fully trusted you. And you were friends for 10 years? No. Stop. You're just trying to be mean now. It's, it's, 
it's the lowest blow. And I mean, I was with, I was with Jen Shaw. They all just need to drink a little bit more Calcucci and oh my God, <laughs> calm <that> down. Killed <laughs> me. I died. But yeah, I mean, Meredith is condescending and superior. 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 No, but she is. And I'm just glad that like, I think because we, I did see Meredith sort of like soften up a little bit this Towards episode. the end. Yeah. And I think because if Mer, if Heather's saying this to her, it's like, ooh, maybe, maybe the optics are not in my favor like I thought they were. Her also wearing that stupid I Heart New York hat because she, she, well, she effed half New York. So, but again, speaking of which, Meredith and Jen, why do you have glam teams on vacation with you? Especially you, Jen. You cannot afford it. Stop. Oh, it drives me crazy. But like, you don't need glam teams. I was with Heather. Learn for how to what? Do, the cacti? Learn how to do your own makeup. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't know. It's just a waste of money to me. Um, I did love the little tour that before we get into more of the fights, um, I did love their little uh, tour of Scottsdale in the what is it called? Like a trolley tram. Yeah. Where you bike, you you help bike. Yeah. Pedal and you drink at the same time and with Meredith I mean, I think and Jen. I'm almost positive. My sister, her bachelorette was in Arizona and we did the exact same thing. It's very fun because. It's also you get drunk very quickly because you're drinking and you're working out, so like you're you're the, your you're really is going. pumping the alcohol through. Yeah, it's it's a recipe for disaster. But I also feel bad. Like I'm sure they just like take a huge like power washer and just wash these things down after every use. But like pouring all that rosé, babe, everywhere. All I mean, Whitney, like, oh my god, like her pH levels are gonna be way off. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But like yeah, like ooh, rosé beef all over your crotch. It's just it's like, sticky oh and gross and messy. I would need a full hose down. But after I love that. Whitney pointing out. I love how Meredith and Lisa passive aggressively just pouring drinks all over each right. other. I mean, I think it was a little healing. I think it was. I think it helped them out a little bit. Um, love the dancing horses. Oh my god, loved. That was great. I I've seen in Mexico in my time. I go to Mexico like at least once a year, and I've seen like the dancing horses like up close. But like that was on a whole other level. Like that is. Like having them all together in those in their full garb, it was amazing. I loved also the ladies trying to do it themselves and yes. poor Heather not being able to get on that horse. Hilarious. So funny. It was it's good to see the ladies get together and do something fun mm-hmm. and do something that they enjoy. I'm Lisa knows how to like set things up and like yes. show a good time. And I thought that was a really fun event that they did. And yeah, it was just great. But um, I literally wrote, love this. Happy Hannah, Hannah um, <laughs> I said, happy, ha- happy Hispanic heritage month. I don't know why I'm slurring oh. my words. <laughs> I'm, I'm slipping and slurring. It's good. Um, so yeah, let's get to the, the end of the night. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I totally get where Whitney's coming from. I, on, on some level, I get that. She's like, I think that if, it's hypocritical for you, Meredith, to get so upset at Lisa for talking about your family when you literally did the same thing with me a couple days ago. And if you two are truly going to heal, you might want to just have you, like, let's just have all this out. Like, let's like stop, like, let's stop implying that there are rumors about all of us out there that we've all heard and we're not talking about. Like, let's just stop that and let's get it all out in the open. Problem is that Whitney tries to do this every time that she's three sheets to the wind. So the delivery is always super chaotic and yeah. super, it, the, the messaging comes off so bad. Um, I loved, she came in real hot and I love how it got really chaotic and Heather goes, well, I'm going to get the salmon. We're going to sit down and have a civilized dinner. And um, I mean, the title of this episode has to be blowies for jazz tickets. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I guess, uh, first of all, Meredith is using the Teresa Judice excuse of I didn't spread the rumor. I just said the rumor. Yeah, <laughs> that me saying the rumor is not me spreading the rumor. Hun, it's, it's that it's Hun that quote from the girl in the Bachelor that one year that I was watching. She goes, "I didn't spread a rumor. I just repeated exactly what I heard from somebody else." That's, so spreading that, a rumor. Yeah, it's literally what it was. So yeah, and Meredith was the first one that said. I've heard that Lisa's been get, doling out sexual favors in order to get Vita tequila on the shelves. And then, yes, Whitney was the one that said, well, to be more specific, I heard that she's been sleeping with a friend of hers who's the owner of – he's a, one of the owners of the jazz or something. Or, no, he has – he owns he has jazz, jazz tickets. He has jazz tickets. Yeah. And 
and that's yeah and that's the per- and that's the person in question so Whitney is also just as bad as as Meredith but it, Meredith did say it first and Whitney is the one that wants it to come out in the open and wants it to be fleshed out and dealt with Meredith does not and Meredith is the one that was like I've heard about it for years mm-hmm. so it's like okay but she but, can't take accountability for anything but I loved Lisa going retaliation is a bitch you said families and marriages are off limits and look what you're doing right here Look at what you're doing. I loved when Meredith went to go talk to her. Goes, no, get out. She's get like, out. Get out. Get out. I don't care. I don't care. And yeah. in her interview, she or in her um her confessionals, she's saying, you know, y- you can stop it right there. You can shut it down immediately. You're entertaining the conversation. You were just as complicit. Let's not cross wires here. Yeah. And and I pointed this out too while I watched the episode. Yeah, Lisa had a terrible rant. When she wasn't being filmed, when she thought she wasn't being filmed, when she wasn't around people, you sat there with a camera in your face and brought this rumor up. To me, that's worse. Meredith. I agree. I Come agree. On. Um, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Um, Lisa's saying I'm an empath. empath. I absorb I it all. I absorb it all. She is. She is. She's just got a big heart. And, ooh, okay. And, you know, we were kind of speculating as to why Whitney and Heather are falling out. And this is the beginning. Yeah. Because apparently Whitney and Heather recently went to a jazz game with Angie, famous Angie H from Sarah Paulson, Sarah Paulson's doppelganger. And apparently at some point Angie said, oh yeah, though that's those, that's the person with the jazz tickets that Lisa apparently sleeps with yada, yada, yada. And Whitney claims that Heather was there when Angie said it, Heather vehemently denies being around with an earshot of that comment. And this is what explodes between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I am a little worried. Well, I believe Whitney that Angie said it, but I could also see a world in which Whitney is not remembering that maybe Heather wasn't around when Angie said it. Well, that's, that's what is brought up that Angie said it to her as they were walking by or walking away. It was like an off color comment, like off the side comment. But Whitney was pretty adamant that Heather heard it heard as well. It. And Heather, I don't know. Heather seemed pretty like I didn't fucking hear a nugget. Yeah. And I kind of believe Heather. I mean, we know, I mean, they but were, I don't think it was malicious of Whitney. I don't think Whitney's trying to get Heather in trouble. I think she's just like miss being like, you were there too. But you were probably were all there, drinking but, yeah. at the game. I've been, I got to tell you, I've been to plenty of basketball games. Sometimes I, I, you know, I'm stumbling out of there getting to the Uber. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you just get the beers going. You get excited. It's a fast paced game, especially when you're courtside seats. Hell yeah, I'm going to be. I, I mean, I think Whitney, um, I think she is a, a dam that has completely ripped open. And I think she's on this, like, I can't handle secrets. I can't handle yes. bullshit. I can't yes. handle anything under wraps, under cover. Like, I, it, 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 she goes, it makes me crazy. Case in point. It's, yeah. So everybody's shit is now all on the open, and I'm tired of being shot. Like, Joan of Arc has the messenger. Like, it's, a, I, you know. God, what a fucking great show. <laughs> it's great. I'm, yeah. Salt Lake is my favorite right now. I really like and it. And I'm just really glad that Meredith is, is being called out. It just makes me feel good. Um. I, I'm still having a hard time. I'm still having a hard time being there for Jen because I have loved ones that are, have been victims of the exact crimes that Jen has per- perpetrated. And I, yeah. just, I, I, I feel for her. I feel for her, her sons and her husband more specifically, but I knowing what she did, I just, I'm having a hard time supporting her. Yeah. I just wanted to put that in there too. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've got the New York trip that's going to reveal more. And like, that's when she has the, she says that she's guilty. Yes. So, and the, the, I think the hearing was pushed back now to from November, my birthday weekend to December 15th. Oh, her sentencing. Hearing. Yes. Her sentencing hearing will be on be December 15th. I think she's going to, I think she's going to get five years. And prosecution was the one who moved it back because they, I guess, have some time frame situation that is like overlapping that they need. Okay. It's like, a but I think, I think she, um, I think she's just going to get like a couple years. I don't think she's going to get the full 14. And then she'll get out on good behavior a little bit sooner. She's going to do like a Teresa where she's in there for a couple yeah. years. Yeah. She'll write a book, turning tables and, then she'll come, and they'll, and they'll keep filming Salt Lake. They won't pause. Cause oh, too no, no, no. And she'll but come back. She'll come back. I'm um, not worried about Jen Shaw. By the way, we didn't really talk about it when we talked about Beverly Hills, but I did want to say that there are even more whispers, rumblings of 
Lisa Vanderpump, Denise Richards, like people coming back to well, Beverly we, Hills. We saw on Watch What Happens Live that Kyle and Denise ran into each other recently and Denise invited her to lunch. And they've, they're like this, so they're connecting. So again, I just want to keep putting out in the universe. I think that's a great idea. I think they are perfect replacements for Rena. I'm, I don't think Rin is going anywhere. I, I hate to tell you, I don't think Rin is going she anywhere. Is going, I think she might go from Beverly Hills, but then I think you were the one that said that there, there is a rumor. They want her on Ultimate Girls. Which, that makes sense. But if by herself. A, if you Yes, no other Beverly Hills women. I think taking all the villains and putting them in one boiling pot. like Give Ramona, me five. Rinna, okay. um, Ramona, Rinna, um, Danielle Staub, um... Mm, no, not Phaedra. But maybe, maybe even Nene Leakes and like Vicky Gumbelson. Like, oh my God, it would be. You just give me full body chills. Yeah, it would be scary. It would be spooky. They would call it Scary Island. Oh my God, Bravo, Bravo! Come on, we Ultimate got, Girl need... Trip season four, Scary, scary Island. Island. Oh, Kelly ba- and Kelly Ben Simone. Oh my God! Anyone, please. <laughs> If you're watching, if you're at BravoCon, share this with all your friends at BravoCon. Let's get this going. Like, that's a perfect... I mean, maybe I'm sure they've already, they're already thinking of it. They've already had it, have a yeah, cast. They've already got the next six like, seasons. We're, we're like, ready to go. This is just big magic just popping over to yeah. us for a moment, and then it'll hop over somewhere else. But um, what a great week. Great week. Loving we're going to do Winter House next week since Southern Charm is over. Yeah. We apologize, but not really. <laughs> um, but Married to Med's wrapping up. So we'll have Potomac. We'll have... Um, and then Beverly Hills will wrap up. So we'll have Potomac, we'll have Salt Lake and we'll have Winter House. That's great. Amazing. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Awesome. And make sure you guys check out our other podcast. Um, it's called Highbrow Lowbrow with Matthew and Eddie. Uh, make sure that's the one you guys are clicking when you're subscribing. It's pink and blue and fun. It's not black and white. So <laughs> check out that one. And we're also on YouTube for that as well. And for Hot and Bravo, make sure you're subscribed wherever, wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. iHeartRadio. Everywhere. Everywhere. And make sure you also follow us on social media by searching at Hot and Bravo. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Happy BravoCon weekend. Happy BravoCon. <laughs>